Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Barrick BMW has a range of pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. BarrickBMW.com.au Robot Building Supplies. Robots got it and deliver. RobotBuildingSupplies.com.au The Run Home with Andy and Josh. Yes, it is, and it's lovely to be here on this Tuesday afternoon, the fourth day of October. Uh, Great to have your company. Thanks to Julio who is uh, unavailable now for us for the next three years. Next time, join the A-team, hey, Julio. <laughs> Having done a magnificent job filling in for the pipe who just came down with some little mystery-type ailment. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a biomechanist. <laughs> and Rod's clearly been behind the uh, panel for too long. He's got everything lined up, ready to go. Uh, hello. I'm done. Oh, God almighty. That is, uh, you're on world record pace. We've been on for 45 hours. Oh, that's four sound effects in 50 seconds. Stop it, you idiot. Too much Coca-Cola going on. Ah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jenkins, can you do something, please? I can't see him. So Stop this nonsense. I right can't away. see him. He's sitting behind me. I hope it's not going around, whatever Dwayne what? has, because he lives just on the other side of the ring road. No, I don't think it's a viral type complaint. I think it's something internal. Ah, okay. Yeah, like a pain, a suffering that's uh, a regulation thing brought on from years of punishing okay, his body right. to be the very best that he could be at the elite level. Right. Uh, why are you wearing a stupid beanie in – it's about 25 degrees in here. Why have you got a beanie on? Why are you wearing a stupid shirt? <laughs> it's, a, it's a flanny for a start. <laughs> A uh, bit going on, Coco. Uh, there is. A little bit, not it's much. that time of the year yeah, where no. uh, all 18 clubs are getting better. Uh, so, if you, and a bit happening too. The trades are slowly just, you know, trickling mm. through. So, a couple more go through officially today. One only moments before we came on air. and mm, Quite complicated, the Griffin Logue Darcy Tucker. It is, yeah. I was trying to write it down to simplify it for myself and I've made it even more confusing. Uh, well, so. okay. So Griffin Logue and Darcy Tucker will go to North Melbourne and North will also receive Frio's a future third and a bunch of future picks go from Fremantle to, from Fremantle to North Melbourne. So North, sorry, to Fremantle go North Melbourne's assistance, the future assistance picks, which are those future second and third yep. picks, and North's future fourth. So Frio's future third, and the two players go to North, and all of those future picks, uh, second, yeah. third, and fourth round uh, futures end up at Fremantle. It feels uh, feels a little light for for Fremantle. Let's, yep. let's try and simplify it as much as possible. So I'm going to take, I'm gonna take, take Tucker out of it for the moment. And and why? Because you think he's steak knives. Well, he is. I, I, he he'll play games for play yeah. the hundred AFL game yeah. more than a hundred AFL games. So, not to be uh, not to be disrespectful of the young man, but uh, the headline act here is Griffin Lowe. Yeah, no doubt. 
and it's been helpful for both parties that Tucker, Darcy Tucker, has been keen to get to the ruse as well. So they've packaged them up. But the headline act is is Griffin Logue. So, you know, it's probably Griffin Logue for a future second. A future and, second. And third. Well, isn't there a third going back to... Oh, there is. So, so it's a flip. So the yeah, threes. Flip of, yeah, no, it's you know, a, they equalise it. That's, yeah, just yeah. A, that's just a yeah, so swapping a second, of a good positions in the, in the third round. Yeah. Which might be it might be considerable because if the Roos have another disappointing season and Fremantle make the top four, it would be a considerable difference. So if it imagine it being pick twenty one for Griffin Logue. Hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, probably That's is. pretty good. Yeah. So with somebody like Griffin Logue, who says, um, you know, if you believe oh well, he's on the record saying he, he wants to nail down a position, he doesn't want to be a kind of, you know, jack of all trades and a, you know, filler of spots that need filling. He, he wants to be, you know, better down in defence and play that role more permanently. Given the fact that he's publicly stated that and North Melbourne have agreed to trade for him, is that do we assume now that that is what will happen? The Griffin Logue now will settle into North Melbourne's back half and that's where we'll see him play now, that they would have agreed to some sort yep. of yep. terms for him yep. in that regard? That, that would be my read on the situation. That's that's all part of it. Mm. The deal is the, 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 the actual trade's the last part. The Everything in between is the negotiations between player, player manager and club on money, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. length yep. of contract. But where do you fit in the squad? You've got to sell the player. Griffin Logue's not just going to turn up and play for North Melbourne just for the fun of it. He clearly has been sold um, sold a story or sold a dream or a hope or or a narrative that's going to suit him in his career. And Because I, I don't think you, you're not necessarily – I don't know that you're picking the Kangaroos for uh, immediate success. I wouldn't have thought so. I, I can't I, imagine you can mount that argument. Now, no. things can turn around quite quickly, but – from where they sit right here, right now, I'm not sure you're picking them for, for, for success. And I'm not being critical of no, Griffin no, no. I think that's that all, at all. No, no, no. And I don't think North Melbourne supporters would be um, overly, you know, disappointed. Or oh, they may be disappointed, but they're not going to get angry about the fact that you're um, conceding that about. So them. I think he has clearly seen an, an area, or a, or a position in that squad where he can go and make it his own and mm. become one of the best. Now, Aiden Core is of similar nature to Griffin Logue. Josh Walker's played back there as well. But this guy, and we said, well, I said this a couple of days ago, this guy's an immediate upgrade on both. Both of those. I couldn't agree with you more. A considerable upgrade. No, no, I think so too. And he's 24. He comes in ready to go. Like he's peak of whatever his powers are, he comes in at the peak of those powers. 6'4", 95 kilos, terrific size, probably more got greater mobility than both of the players that you've sort of talked about. Uh, so he become he'll become an important player for North Melbourne. They've got some issues, haven't they? Obviously, you know the the stuff that's you know swirling around Alistair Clarkson that'll continue to be uh, a significant concern until it's sorted out one way or the other. Taron Thomas is the other one. We talked about this yesterday, and there's been a bit more speculation about Taron Thomas, and it's been widely discussed today. But I'm keen to get your thoughts on that. And stuff gets raised at this time of the year about some of these players, and you know Jack Bowes has been the one that. And there's a bit regarding him we'll get to a bit later on. But, you know, it's, it's a whole lot of stuff gets raised about players at this time of the year that previously perhaps remained unknown because perhaps people weren't interested. How's Taron Thomas on 700000 a year? Not sure. 
How does that happen? I'm not sure. I presume it's the... It's been reported. I don't, I don't know that to be a fact, but how? Uh, well, pay on potential, I, I, I suppose. Now, again, this maybe comes back to a conversation we were having yesterday, which may have been in between the ad breaks, uh, <laughs> about clubs being forced to pay a minimum floor in the salary cap. So my understanding... No, that was in an ad break. You didn't, you didn't explain that on air. Well, the, that was an off the, con- that was an off air conversation that I thought was worthy of being on it. The understanding I have is clubs uh, are required across a three year period to to pay a hundred percent of the salary cap. So you can pay under the salary cap one year, yep. but you have to then level that off over the three year span. And, and there's a very good reason the AFL want that to be done for very good reasons. Yes, of course. Now I think you could. Put, this is maybe why we're seeing. Jack Bowes on such a high figure. So Taron Thomas might be a similar situation because these teams who have been down the bottom, mm. uh, you've still got to find a way to pay the floor of to the get, salary. To you've get still to 100%. Got to get there. You've yeah. still got to get there. So yeah. maybe he's just come out of contract at the right time. The Roos are in a situation where they've, be, they've, they've been as creative as they possibly can because you can be creative with bonuses and you know all mm. these type of things, but maybe they've been as creative as possible. And Taron Thomas has just been – the right guy at the right time, and he's he's ended up with a couple hundred thousand more than yeah. than he's worth. You don't you don't. By the way, you don't begrudge the individuals no, any no, of that. No. I, when I when I if you raise that and you're listening to us having this conversation, don't think for one second that you're knocking Taron Thomas for um, no, accepting well, Taron the Thomas invitation. Didn't offer the contract that, to himself. No, that's I've right. That a lot. <laughs> yes. He didn't offer himself the contract. Uh, so Blake Akers, the deal is done. He's going to be joining us on the show at about twenty past four. Xavier. Rathan Mays from Melbourne United. He's going to be joining us oh. after five as well as the NBA. NBL rolls into its second week. So there's a lot to look he forward to. He was on to. fire on Sunday. Yeah, no, you're uh, all over Carried him. Carried Melbourne United to a victory over the Breakers as well. 33 points in his first in his first appearance as a Melbourne United player. So mm. that's a nice way to kick things off. So looking forward to speaking to XRM, they call him, uh, Andy, nice. in the, in the uh, industry. I like it. one 36 if you want to join in. 0433981116 is the 40 Winks a temper text. If you're one of those people who are a bit shy and you don't like calling, uh, you want to send through a temper text, a text, feel free to do that. You get your unique bed match profile, by the way, and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleep. Get on the open line thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Um, You've been. I don't know how why your brain is so active at this time of the year, but but it is quite so. Uh, the free agency compensation continues to be of um, great interest to many, and it looks like we now know what Dan McStay, uh, what the Brisbane Lions are going to get from a compensatory mm-hmm. perspective for Dan McStay. It's going to be um, a second round pick going back to Brisbane as a result of the McStay move to Collingwood. Now it's what is it four years at. Six fifty. That's that's five. Isn't five it, years for five, five years. years at six fifty. So that's over three million dollars mm. being invested in a player who's in his mid twenties, and they're going to get pick thirty five for him going back. Does that seem right to you? Uh it's if anything, it might be slight unders. Now, I I wonder whether we can look at the compensation. Model now, no, and I want, to, I want you to fly this. Look, and let, all, me, all... let me first say, oh, I think the compensation should be completely off the table. I don't think you should get compensated at all. You reckon it should be gone? It, well, it, it is called free agency, mm, mm. but will we get there one day? Don't know, don't know. But 
I'm not sure why we compensate based on the contract and not the player. Explain yourself. Well, we've just clearly, you know, spoke about Taron Thomas, who may be on more money than he is worth. Mm. Uh, now, contracts are front-ended and back-ended and heavily incentive-laden, all all type of different things. Mm. So why would we not give compensation to Brisbane on what we or someone or some people think Daniel McStay is worth, not what his contract says he's worth? Why not judge the actual right, okay, player? Okay. So, so you're on. So the AFL has a three-person compensation panel. It yes. is their job to line up uh, players who are moving from Club A to Club B under the the current free agency model, and they decide. Mm. It's up to them, and mm. it's and it's their gut feel, and it, they could be doing. And it, you can argue with them all you like, but their decision is final, mm. and they use whatever formula they want. It's not a formula, not a rigid set formula that they weigh up where this player sits in the scheme of things and apply the compensation while it exists accordingly. Mm. If you're on that panel, what what are you giving in return for Dan McStay? Well, what I, do you reckon he's worth? I would do it. I would do it like this. I would the panel. If I was sitting on it, you, me, and Rod. Yep. Uh, I would try and firstly say. Where does this player sit within his position in the game? Yep. Which is very NFL-ish. Mm-hmm. But is he top 5% at his position? Is he top 10? Is he top half? So have you, what have you got him as a key position forward? No, well, he's a what have you got a him third as? tall roaming forward. You know, so a little bit different. Okay. You can be as... You know, you can you can be so as me, pissy he, as you want. Is he is he in the same conversation as someone like Jack Gunston? Yes, he's is in he a Jack Gunston. Yep. He's in a you know, well, Mitch McGovern when he moved. Yep. Uh, who else is, is in that he... role? Jack Silvani, kinda. Yep. Um, um, who else plays third tall? To, uh, third tall. That sort of floating forward. third. Uh, Barry Bailey, Rowan. Bailey Fritch. Bailey Fritch. Okay. He's in that sort of general. Yeah, okay. He's so, a little bit more. Yeah, he's a bit different a bit than a couple and of those. A bit more yeah. physical than yep. those guys, yep. but you know, he's he's generally that type of player. So, yep. I would say, of that group, he's he's in the top. He's probably in the top quarter because you've still got to fa- you got to factor in where. You know, age. Nathan Fife. Nathan Fife. Well, is that what Fife's going to be for the rest of his life? Two Brownlows as a midfielder. But is that what he's going to be for the rest of his life? Uh, is he going to, how much time is he going to spend in the midfield Can I now? work my way through the Keep going, sorry. Yeah, first. I'm just trying to think of a few others. Uh, right. uh, uh, Tim Embry's a good one. There Tim Embry's yeah, probably yeah, the most likely. That's a good one. Yeah. 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 Who said that? Rod. I, I did. Nice. Rod. Oh, you wanted the tick. Look at Rod. <laughs> I thought you got it through your headset. Oh, he's. Oh, you can do six sound effects in the first one. No, seconds. no, that's and a good. When we no, actually mem- say something of substance. He's asleep. No, memory, memory, and McStay. That's a good. That's uh, a, yeah, good. So I'm going to put him in the top quarter, top 25 percent of third tall forwards. Mm-hmm. Then you say, and the age clearly comes into it. And he is 26. He is. Let, just bear with me. Twenty six, I'll, I'll be believe. as quick as the internet allows. Oh, I believe he's, he's twenty seven. Just turned twenty seven. Uh, yeah, just turned twenty seven. He was twenty six for a while. He was uh, twelve months, I yep. believe. Uh, so not that long ago. He's got. He's got. You know, f- let's say he's got four years remaining at the peak of his powers. Yep. Don't worry about the contract. Don't worry about the fact. Oh, well, I hope he's got five because Colin would have given. Don't worry yep, about that. Yep. Yep. Let's say he's got four years left at the peak of his powers. 
Then you, then I think you need to. So then we've we've established that he's still got time in the game, and he's at the, in the top quarter of the players at his position. Yep, yep. Then I think you need to overlay that with uh, the position he plays versus where that sits in the game, because we know you know genuine key forward versus genuine midfielder. You're probably laying a little bit or swaying a little bit toward the key forward. So in in his situation, he, he, no we've got him as an absolute key forward, but yep. he's still a tall forward prospect, hard to come by. So maybe we 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 just sort of slant a little bit stronger in that in that. Uh, so you're downgrading him? No, I'm upgrading him oh, versus the midfield, a midfielder, yep, okay. a half yep. backer, yep. or you know yep. some of the other players, you know Carl Amon or a, or a James Harms who might be on the move, or Jaden Hunt. Hunt, those yep. types. So I'm, yep. I'm upgrading him because of the position he plays. Then you you probably circle all the way back to where it's landed and he's probably worth around no 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 less than what than what uh Brisbane have received maybe even a little a little more yeah maybe even a little more a than, little more yeah maybe okay yeah and the club that is receiving the player has to find that pick or because it, if it's the club no no Excuse me? Oh, no, no, no. It's just awarded to you as part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's a trade. Yeah, that's right. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, okay. Well, that makes – why can't that – why couldn't that be done? Well, I don't don't know why it couldn't be done. I I think it makes more sense to – and, look, judge the player and Mm. judge it however you want. But I think it makes more sense to to judge the player rather than the contract. Yeah, I think that makes – Because there are – there are there are things within the contract that don't that might just sway it. Well, again, I hate to use Jack Bowes as an exa- as a as a uh, as a, an example to support your your premise here, but it's a there are contracts out there that don't that don't marry up with what the player's worth, and mm. the game's littered with it. So. Um, I think there's some merit in that. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you want to join in and. Uh, Lend your support or challenge the um, the thinking of Jay Jenkins when it comes to all of that. Feel free to do so. We can all be amateur list managers and uh, draft strategist, uh, um, strategists at this time of the year. Feel free to get on the line and have a crack. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. John O Nick, we'll get to you on the other side of the break. It's twenty one past three. We are here for Robot Building Supplies. Robot's got it, and Berwick BMW. Berwick a BMW pre-owned vehicles. They are ready for immediate delivery. Uh, magnificent stuff. Jono's in Sunshine wants to have a chat about the old free agency compensation model, which I think doesn't get nearly enough. I, I, when I say this, I understand that it gets spoken about a lot, but it should be more intensely scrutinised, I reckon, than it is. Do you think? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, they're the compensation model. I really do. I, don't, I, I think that um, we just there's an acceptance that this should be part of of free agency. Uh, I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. John, what do you feel? What do you think? Oh, I don't think it can work. How can you have a panel deciding what people get paid and what they don't get paid? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's not about that. No, no. No, explain yourself again, it JJ. Is, it is It is uh, adjudicating the player and their value and their uh, worth in the game so that you can then give the, the club that they're departing a compensation pick. So so, so the money they're getting no, paid, yes. the, there's actually the opposite, John. Yes. What they're getting paid has got absolutely nothing to do with the compensation that is awarded to the club losing the player. So who, 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 so where does that money come from? 
Yeah, who, who pays that? The, uh, the clubs. The yeah, clubs so have to pay that. So it comes out of their salary cap. So you're just, you can nobble a club by doing that if they get two players in by saying, well, they're worth more than that, so you need to pay more. Isn't that no 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 the panel the panel doesn't have anything to do with how much you, you pay the player. You don't even need to so al- Col- give the panel the information no. on the salary. Ca- Collingwood and judge the player. Yeah, Collingwood and Dan McStay, uh, they negotiate. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with anyone else. So whatever Collingwood decide to pay Dan McStay, that is their business, and it's Daniel McStay's business. It, but in terms of losing the free agency player, when it comes to awarding Brisbane compensation for losing McStay, it has nothing to do with what Collingwood nothing. and Dan McStay have agreed upon in terms – it's just purely depends on uh, what a – if you like the idea of a panel, and this is JJ's, you know, kick it out there and see what people think. If you like the idea of the panel, it is purely up to the panel's discretion to mm. award based on how good a player this guy is, um, the co- the compensation selection. The pick. Yeah. Uh, or, and if look, Does that make sense to you, Jono? Yeah, it does now. Sorry, no, I, no. I took it as sort of we're gonna, uh, you know, we're gonna give them extra or something. This is just about the compensation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just that, that mate. Yeah. Yeah, 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 just that. Yep. Exactly. All good. Yeah, no worries, mate. Thanks, John. Good, good, good on you. I, I, I like the idea that, yeah, and I'm glad John O asked that question because I, I, if there were other people who were a bit uh, in the dark about that, uh, hopefully that's cleared it up for them. But I like, I like the model that you're proposing. As I said before the break, I, I don't reckon. I mean, you've dumped it on us here, and we're having a chance to think about it on the fly. But yeah. It shouldn't be tied to how much. Be, there may be people out there who have got a, a better idea or maybe they th- think that uh, that there should be no compensation as well because that's probably my first answer. Yeah, I agree. No that's, compensation. The, the, the longer this goes on and the older I get, the more I think that's mm. fairer. Let's see what they have to say. Nick's in Munda. Uh, welcome to the show, mate. Yeah, g'day, guys. Just a couple of points. Uh Liam Jones, was there any bad blood between him and Carlton when he left? I'm just wondering why he didn't come back to Carlton. Why no. he didn't nominate the, uh, the Blues? No, why Carlton went and got Lewis Young and they got Mitch McGovern, they got Jacob Wietering, they got a couple of other players in. I'm sure they would have loved Jonesy to come back, but no, I don't think. I think bad blood might be going a bit too far. Um, I think Carlton were frustrated that they did everything in their power to help Liam deal with the rules of the day. Mm. Uh, and he still chose, you know, not to uh, go through. And that's completely his call, and he's entitled to do whatever he wants. But, no, I don't think there's any bad blood. Um, All right. And um, the other one, in relation to, like, what you're talking about, didn't Tom Scully in the GWS something do something like that with Hawthorne? Didn't Hawthorne put him on a massive contract so that GWS could get a better compensation? Maybe. I don't... Didn't that happen a few years ago? Yeah, that, I reckon uh, that was something like that. Yeah, maybe. And I, But I think that's been cleaned up. Yeah, a little bit uh, in uh, at AFL House. I think that's been cleaned up, so it does ring a bell. And someone will uh, who who follows this stuff intently will know the exact will detail. Know, uh, but um, yeah, I think it's been tidied up a little. So Liam Jones, let's play your game, Liam. Yeah, well, what, what? What? And it's a different. He's he's a oh, slightly. He's, he's the hardest, probably. Okay, well, come on, you're on the panel. Well, well, he's what thirty-one. You... Yeah. So, so I what mean, should Carlton get for if if the AFL well, the AFL's agreed to compensation? Well, so what are they going to? Oh, pretty. Can you be pretty staggered, or do you just have to be fully staggered? You can be partially staggered. Well, I was I was semi staggered to learn the Bulldogs had offered Liam Jones a three year deal. Ah, uh, yeah, that's yep. He is thirty two before mm. the season starts yep. next year. Yep, thirty two. 
33. Yes. 34. Having not played footy for... Yep. Yes. So what should Carlton get? If you're on the panel, what are you... Well, what let's, are you offering let's up? take it back to what it currently is. Liam Jones. Carlton will get far more because of the three-year contract. And you've got to imagine that the salary's around 400000 mm. You've got to imagine that's around that. He's not... Any less and, and players are you're starting to get toward uh, uh, match payments. So any less than three hundred, and you're starting to get to around mm. you know two. Yep. You might be two fifty plus match payments. He's not on that. No, no. So let's say it's around four hundred, which may be low and may be spot on. But three years at four hundred. Yeah, that's one. I yep. think Carlton are going to get more than what I would dish out if I was a part of the no, panel. But what would you dish out if you were part of the panel? Late third round pick. At best, yeah, yeah, late third oh, round. I at best. Thought, actually, I would have thought you would have dived a bit deeper than that. Yeah. The way you were discussing late third round picks. Okay, what's it, that? Uh, getting fifty plus for the end of the fifties. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, fifty to sixty. Give okay. me, maybe I'll give you the number instead of the round because it can be. A, yeah, okay. the numbers I think are a little more accurate. So fifty to sixty around there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Dom's in Burwood before we get to the news. Fire away, mate. Yeah, go. I'm Andy. I'm pretty sure you're incorrect. The oh, salary probably... definitely comes in to to what they yeah. the compensation. Like if a guy's leaving and's get a million over five years, another bloke's getting two hundred over five years. They definitely comes into that. Yeah. It comes into their age. It comes into their standing. No, yeah, we... And you'll find Liam Jones will get between pick thirty seven and forty. No, but what we're That's... saying, what what Dom, I agree with you. That's the model that we currently live by, but. What JJ is proposing, and Dom, I hope you, you can bounce back here. What, not bounce back, I mean, give us a response to what I'm about to say next. JJ is proposing that it, all of that, none of that matters. The, the, the length of the contract, the amount of money, none of that matters. All that the compensation um, depends on is where that player sits in the scheme of things and what he's worth as a compensation pick only. Nothing to do with what the club's prepared to pay him. Does that make any sense to you? Uh, yeah, it does make any sense. But I think when you look at it, the, the, the players that are going to get the big money are obviously good players. I think the system, the reality is, I think what you're saying is half correct, is the fact that nothing is written down in concrete that a compensation pick, we look at A, B, C, D and E, and these are criteria. Mm. But there's a broad base. But I think they definitely take into the points that I said, which I think is, is quite the best way to do it in an uncertain um, world. Do you think there and, should? And do, you, Liam, do, you, do you reckon there should be compensation for free agency? De- de- definitely. Have a look at where all the players go to. The big clubs, the what, the big powerful clubs, just keep taking them off the smaller clubs, and you have to be compensated for losing a player. And you've got to remember, if you lose one and get one, the compensation basically um, ends up as nothing, doesn't it? But that's, yeah, a you, you, well, you, yeah. Yeah. that's a flaw yeah. as well, though. That's a flaw as well, Dom, because... Look, let's be honest. Let's yeah. be honest. The, the way the system is that the poorer, the struggling clubs, it is so hard to get up because players just decide. Look look, look at the GWS blokes. They're going to go to Geelong and they're going to go to Richmond, yeah. Yeah. which is their choice. But it is so hard. I mean, I don't look at North Melbourne. Apart from that, they, they had pick one and 55 in the draft this year, except when they got those two picks that they used today. So it is so hard for those teams to come back. It's an uncertain way they do it. 
But I think that the system is probably as good as it can get. And with Liam Jones, there was no bad blood between he and no, Collingwood. No, Carl. No, no. And you're right, Andy. When you look, we got you forgot Marchbank as a tall oh, forward true, as yeah, well, yeah, yeah, tall yeah, back. Yeah. So, and I reckon all Carlton people wish him all the best because he yeah, did a great job with us. I'm agreeing with you. I reckon you're spot on. I think you yeah, done. Yeah, absolutely. Well done. It's 25 to 4. I don't know where this half hour's gone. It's uh, It's gone overtime. That's what I do know. Andy, we'll get to you on the other side of the break. Caller of the day is going to pick up the CBK Brewing Pack. The open line's open for everybody all day, thanks to a chemist. In fact, we'd love you to just call today. Just call and have a chat about any of this stuff. Uh, feel free to do so. Around uh, Blake Akers is going to join us after four, and Xavier Rathen Mays, who's going to join us after five. Very nice work from you, Stone Cold. Very Give me not- a hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Give her a hell yeah. Are we on? We are on. We're, we're on. I was just producing. Uh, the, well, if you're producing, you would have known that we're on. Okay. Um, Going to get to Andrew Thorburn. I know it's been a big, this big talking point, but we're, we're oh fresh boy. to this. Yeah, so we'll have a chat about that. Uh, this half hour, I'd love to get your thoughts, particularly Essendon supporters. And we'll get to that in a moment. Andy's on the road before we do. Uh, welcome, great man. How are we, gents? Congratulations, Trot. I don't think we've spoken after the grand final. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Nice. Uh, um, yeah, no, nah, look, I definitely think that there needs to be compensation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I reckon, that, but I agree with you that it does need a stricter um, set of rules and they need to be um, public as well. Um, the gentleman before, I think, suggested that Liam Jones would be getting pick around the 37 to 40, I would say that would be highly unlikely. Um, but again, what I think that he's going to get and what you and what Andy think, and for various reasons, um, what's going to actually happen, I actually reckon it needs to be in black and white on a, on a, uh, on a document. Mm. Is it black and whiteable? Uh, Is this stuff black and whiteable? Uh, Oh, it could start out that way. But I guess cl- it is, right? It is. I yeah, mean, if, if, if it's, you the know, clubs are yeah. pretty clever. Uh, can I, so the flaw that I was going to mention, uh, but uh, Dom, was, Dom was on a roll, so I wasn't going to get in no, between no, Dom go, and the, yeah, uh, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the flaw, so the, there's, a, there's a flaw with the compensation as well with, so let's take Brisbane, perfect example. Andy's mob. Brisbane are going to trade for Jack Gunston so they don't offset the compensation for Dan McStay. Correct. That's a flaw because Gunston at... Well, Gunston is how old? Yeah, 31, 32. Now, you can can say that Jack Gunston is a better player than Dan McStay. That's fine. 30. 30. Uh, Turns 31 soon. Hmm. In fact, he turns thirty-one in twelve days. So uh, he's got a birthday, body. He's, he's got a body that's you know feeling that's a rigors. Yeah, he's had some injuries. Yep. So you can Jack Gunson's a better football player than uh, Dan McStay right here, right now, and in the past that is absolutely given indisputable. But in Dan McStay will be playing for probably three or four years after Gunston's finished. So. Mm. The fact that Brisbane can trade for Gunston so they don't offset, all that type of stuff, that's a flaw as well. And they might end up getting a draft pick for him that they don't even use. Or want. Yeah. They only do it so they don't yep. offset the compensation for yep. Dan McStay. Mm. So there are, you know, there are, they're not, they're not game-breaking flaws and issues, mm. but yeah, they're, they're issues that at this time of the year when we are really focused on it, you look at and think, doesn't quite 
makes sense. Yeah. Is there this sort of uns- uh, a lack of clarity around these sorts of matters in uh, American sports that you follow very well, closely? Well, no, because it's free agency. And there is you no compensation. One, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, just go and try yeah. and get another free yeah. agent. Yep. Yep. And that's how it works. Mm. It, it, the the only the confusion for uh, those who are not tragics and absolutely dedicated to the sport is situations in particularly the NFL or more so the NBA where you can go and pay over the salary cap. Mm. So you can pay over the soft cap in our sport mm. and pay a tax, which not many clubs do. Mm-hmm. I think West Coast and one or two others are considering it or maybe do it already. But we can't go over the salary cap. We've got a hard salary cap. Whereas in the NBA, you can go over the salary cap and just pay a luxury tax, which is for every dollar spent, there's a dollar tax. Yep. yep. Mm. So that's the only real confusing part, particularly in the basketball. Let's get to a break. Uh, the Bombers continue to be in the news. The appointment of the CEO, uh, Andrew Thorburn, comes with um, – some attachments that have divided parts of the Essendon Footy Club. It's been a it's been a hot topic last night and again throughout the day. This is our chance to have a chat about it. If you've been uh, outside of radio activity up until now, and that's something you do want to have a chat about, feel free to get on the line one three hundred seven three six seven three six. So the appointment of uh, former NAB CEO Andrew Thorburn, who is also the chairman of a faith based um, movement called City on the faith based church called City on a Hill, uh, has caused some real ructions. He, he spoke to the boys on breakfast this morning uh, about um, some of the matters that have been raised by some of the coverage since his appointment. Thanks for raising it, Gary. I, I want to have whatever conversation we need to have. And I understand that some of these views, and I'll come, come to them, are offensive to people and upset people. And I, I really respect that. Um, firstly, like my faith is a very personal thing. Um, I think my faith has helped me become a better leader because at the centre of my faith is the belief that you should create community, care for people and help people be safe and respect them as humans, right? That's actually helped me be a better leader. That's my first point. Second is I've been the CEO, a CEO for 12 years. This is my third CEO job. I, I was CEO of a bank that had 5,000 people, CEO of a bank that had 35,000 people. Now I'm going to a different organisation, but there's still... In all those, there's diversity of people. You're going to have 100,000. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. But there's diversity of people of different races and sexual orientation and faiths and cultures. That's society, right? My role as a CEO is to ensure that the organisations I lead, which I think my record stands for this, is inclusive and welcoming and caring and diverse. I think that makes us a more human organisation and it makes us a higher performing organisation. So my commitment, and it's always been this, and I think my record stands, is that I will create that organisation and lead that organisation. Personally, uh, I feel I have role modelled that. Look, I am not haven't been a perfect CEO, but I think uh, my respect for people, my care, my love, my welcoming style, like I welcome all those people. Everybody is welcome. So that's really what I want people to look at. Look at my actions and look at my words as a leader and the organisations I've created to enable safe, uh, diverse, inclusive workplaces. That's my record that I want people to look at and have confidence in. It was the most unusual conversation that you could have with an incoming CEO of an AFL club. Uh, Based on his position as chairman of this city on a hill, which is a 
a faith-based movement. There's eight churches, uh, five of them, I think, in Victoria. Um, they are staunchly pro-life, um, and they're um, they're not, they're, and they're anti-same-sex marriage. Um, you would think, JJ, that the least you could wish for when appointing a CEO to an AFL club, the least you would hope for is that he wouldn't, he or she wouldn't be divisive from mm. the outset. And clearly because of this church's, uh, some of this church's sermons and beliefs, um, there have been some Essendon supporters in particular who have found this, in his own words, upsetting and offensive and very divisive. I'd love to hear from Essendon supporters. I, I, I don't, people are free to think and subscribe to religions to, you know, Yep. Absolutely, they are. We'll live in a democracy, and, and if Andrew Thorburn wants to be part of this church, then. But it, it, if this is making Essendon members and a club that wants to be completely inclusive feel uncomfortable, oh, I'm, I'm, I'd like to hear from them. So, or, or not, for that matter. Like, obviously, if not. So he he claimed, or he said, and I wrote a few things down. Maybe missed a word here or there, but. He said or claimed to be welcoming, inclusive, and diverse, but you, to me, you can't have it both ways. And he's trying to have it both ways by saying, "I'm go by day, I'm going to run an organisation that is going to be inclusive, yep. diverse, and welcoming." All of that, yep. but I'm going to still stand for and be the chair of yep. a church which is. The opposite? Is that fair enough? Well, is it's, it, is it's it... pro-life and it's anti-same-sex marriage. He wasn't part of this sermon, but they have on their website a sermon that likens abortion um, to the sense of regret that we now have um, for World War II concentration camps, that people will have the same sense of regret um, for having an abortion that we as humanity have for um, what the Jews were put through in the Second World War. I mean... I, that that's that's on there. That's 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 part of a sermon that's on the that's on their website. I have. i once we um, get uh, uh, take the news. I'll have a read. The texts are coming through faster than I can yep. vet them for one and read them for 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 two. But this is and there's no name attached to it. But this is the this is probably the the uh, statement or the text that I agree with the most thus far. Look at your actions, which is what he said. Yep. Look at my actions. Uh, that includes choosing to be the chairman of a of a homophobic anti-abortion church. So that's that's as that's as simple as as I think you can make it. I just don't know that you can you can't have you can't have both. He has he has said that I've read I've read this somewhere that he doesn't necessarily agree with everything that the church stands. He doesn't agree with everything that gets said. Did he say he didn't agree with? Those no, elements. he didn't. No, he didn't. Well, he should have, shouldn't he? I don't, don't believe he did. Well, well, I think it would mean a lot. It doesn't. It, well, I think it would mean a lot to Essendon supporters who are, are personally affected by this. Look, we're going to get to a break because we're going to run out of time. Yeah. Shan- there's people who want to join in this conversation, so it's a very unusual conversation for football to be having, but it's one that's been forced upon us. Welcome back. So there's a full board of calls. Uh, love to hear from Essendon supporters. Hopefully, Essendon members as well. I'll, We'll be asking you whether you are one of those as you weigh into um, Andrew Thorburn and his appointment to the CEO's chair uh, of the Essendon Footy Club based on 
his position as the chair of City on a Hill, a faith-based movement that has published um, some um, sermons on its website over the last five to ten years that have included really strong positions against abortion and homosexuality. Before we get to our calls, uh, probably one of Victoria's most famous Essendon supporters happens to be the Premier of the state, Dan Andrews. Uh, He was uh, out and about today on a whole lot of other matters, but of course he was asked his position as an Essendon supporter, whether he had a view on this is what what Dan Andrews had to say. Those views are absolutely uh, appalling. I don't support those views. That kind of intolerance, that kind of hatred, bigotry is just wrong. Essendon Footy Club is about more than one person and I'd encourage all Essendon members to renew their membership and anyone who is a supporter but hasn't joined, well, you should join. There are many reasons to be somewhat disappointed Essendon supporter, but again, I don't appoint the CEO of the Essendon Footy Club or the CEO of any footy club. That's a matter for the board and uh, they'd be best placed to speak to you about that. So Andrew Thorburn had this to say with the boys on Brecky this morning as well. I also want to say in the church, like any diverse place... There are very different views on all these matters. I have different views on all these matters. I'm not a pastor. My job in a governance role is to make sure it's run well. I don't always agree with what's said, but in a way, that's not the point. That is that is all well and good, but you read out some of the things that were on the website or... Had, had been published. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. And to... he He did not disavow those as positions. And that's a very crucial element. Yep. And we'll get to this at some stage. We'll get to the callers because they are banking up. And we will get to them right um, now. Yep, yep. There's a key question in all of this is Essendon, the board, did they miss this or did they know about this, foresee the drama because how could you not, and just decide, no, he's that good in our opinion that we'll deal with the drama, because we know we're getting a great CEO. Mm. That is also a key question. It is a key question. It is a key question. Peter's in Mount Waverley. Uh, Peter, give us your response to some of the information that we now know about the new Essendon CEO. Do you, do you feel like it destabilises his position as the CEO of a footy club? No, I, I think it's quite separate. I think... Um, it's not going to affect his decisions in the club. And if I'd be cynical, say he was a Muslim, would we have the same form of comments that he shouldn't be appointed? And the answer is no. That, he's he's running the club, though, so that's a little bit if it, different, isn't it? Peter, are you a member of the Essendon Footy Club? Yep. How long have you been a member for? Well, 20 or 30 years. Okay. Thanks for your call. Frank's in Pasco Vale. Frank? Give us your views. Yeah, I'm on the same as the last guy. But you know what? I take offence that because he has a faith, that he uh, he's been judged on it. If he was Islamic or the Jewish or anything like that, or like um, Basha Hooli, uh, Adam Saad, they both had Essendon. Were they judged? No. So why why are they judging him on his faith? Frankie, you're you're a member of the Frankie, you're a member of the Essendon people's um, as people. And and isn't Christianity about love and and being together? Are you a member of the Essendon Footy Club, Frank? No, I'm an Essendon supporter. I used to be an Essendon um, member, but I uh, after the James Heard debacle, I actually left. I made a stance on it. Thanks, Frank. John, uh, John's in St Kilda. Johnny, your your thoughts? 
Good afternoon, Andy and Josh. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, I'm an Essendon member. I'm utterly appalled by this appointment, actually. I don't go along with what the previous caller said. This church is making specific comments about abortion and uh, and the gay community, which is just totally out of step with the society. I mean, I've worked in diversity and inclusion training in the corporate sector, and it's this sort of bigotry that he's associated with that, that we're actually working really hard to stamp out. And and if I can make one other point, um, it's been overlooked that in his role as the CEO of NAB, he oversaw a program of charging fees for no service, and then he fought tooth and nail to prevent the public finding out about it. So he was specifically singled out for criticism during the Royal Commission for his conduct and the conduct of his bank, and he resigned in his position in disgrace. So, I mean, if we had better white-collar crime laws, the man might actually be in jail for fraud. Instead, he is in charge of my football club. I mean, it's fraud, guys. So he described himself this morning as a leader. The definition of a leader is someone who has followers. I, I don't see anyone following an individual like this, and I certainly won't be renewing my membership. Thanks, John. Uh, Frank's in North Melbourne. Frank, uh, it's a it's a it's a very complicated, Passion, complex, and passionate. Frank, how are you? Far away. Oh, hi. It's Frank. I'm from Mornington. Sorry, not oh, North Melbourne. Okay. Yep. okay. Yep. I, I'll let you straight off. I'll let you know now. I'm a Brisbane Lions supporter, okay. and an old Fitzroy man. Yep. Okay, but I think just Andrew Thornton has been bloody persecuted. Because he's a Christian. So he's not saying that anyone who disrespects his beliefs is going to be discriminated against. He's just doing a job for Essendon and everyone at Essendon. If an atheist or a homosexual joined the football club committee, my football club committee, as a Christian, I'm not going to tear up my, my membership. What he's doing for the club is, is, is one thing. What he believes in, what he does on the weekends, going to church, whatever, that's something else. But he's not going to the football club and saying that everyone must follow my beliefs or I'm not going to, you know, look after you yep. at the club. He's there to do a job at the football club. Thanks, Frank. Vince is in. Go on. You want, go oh, on. I just want to say, he, as CEO of a football club, he's not a normal... Uh, look, you know, I've I'm, I'm never been a CEO, but it's not, an, <laughs> it's not a regular job. You are there to really... Uh, you are really there to help set the parameters of the club and the values of the club and the beliefs of the club and, and encourage people to, yes, be individuals, but within a template of the club. And, and, and your background as well, your own personal background as the leader of the club, mm. it, it comes and rightly or wrongly is attached to the club as well. So yep. that's another aspect for Essendon to be aware of. Are they going to be attached or linked to his views elsewhere because it's very, very hard. I know it's easy to say that we're going to separate them, but very hard to well, do. Well, it is. And I wonder whether by hearing, you know, more from him, uh, it might uh, allay concerns that some people have. But, you know, Essendon does have an AFLW program. It's got the Purple Bombers who have been a really important part of that football club for quite some time. And, um, you know, I mean, he said, you know, I don't want to upset people and um, I don't want to be offensive to people. And, it may not necessarily be the individual, but when the individual is attached to something, particularly in a profound manner like Andrew Thorburn is to this church, or if that's what we call it, um, there is an association that mm. you either stand true to or you uh, divest. Mm. Uh, so th- I think that's what people you know, want to hear more from. Footy clubs are real inclusive places. 
Uh, Vince is in Brisbane. Uh, Vince, give us your thoughts. Yeah, guys, um, two things. I, I guess this is probably more common than I think we're just spotlighting this one. But, I mean, there's plenty of Christian organisations who have the same ideals mm -hmm. and there'd be plenty of managers and members and corporate world who would be r running companies. But, you know, as if I was the CEO and uh, I was a Christian and a Muslim joined, so just because I don't want my wife to have a towel over her head or circumcise my 13-year-old girl doesn't mean I can't work with that person. So we have totally different ideals about how the world works, but doesn't mean we can't all work together. And that's, I think that's what he's saying. There's plenty of Christian organisations. If you go through a corporate America, my God, you know, yeah, yeah we're not, so we're many not pages yeah, but in we're, America we're not, that yeah, disagree. Yeah, but we're not. We're talking about Essendon Footy Club. Is it fair that this is even a matter to be raised, Vince? Do you, I mean, is this is this a, is it fair that we're even talking about this part of Andrew Thorburn's life in relation to his appointment as the CEO of Essendon? Do you think? No, because it's, it's not a it's not a ethical standard. I mean, as long as the guy is inclusive and can work with everybody, um, that's the main thing. You can't just persecute someone because they're a member of a certain church. It's how he conducts himself on a day to day basis. So, like you said before, I think it's what he does in the future and how he communicates. It's not like he's standing on a box like Falau, condemning people and saying they should they're going to burn in hell. And I think that's what people are trying to push on him, which I don't think is true. But Vince, you are saying uh, he, as long as he is inclusive, he 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 shares or he stands with, or he more importantly doesn't uh, doesn't discriminate. Uh, does, no, doesn't speak Sorry. against uh, views that exclude people. So you say that you, as long as he is in inclusive, and that is important, and I agree with that. But he he is he is not standing against views that are held by his church that are excluding people. Yeah, I know, but I mean, you can't. It's, are we saying that we can't have a devout Muslim as a CEO? No, no, I, I, I'd, I'd really prefer it if people just dealt with the matter that's in front of us now. I mean, we can throw in all these other. The what aboutism? You, well, you get no. We just end up going around in circles. I mean, we have Andrew Thorburn, who is the CEO of Essendon Vince. I mean, that is the situation. That is the reality. There's no. There's no need to throw others into the mix here for the time being because this is the matter at hand. So th that's what we're – I mean, I, I don't really I – don't, I don't know, to be honest. Mm. I, I mean, I'm really interested. I mean, these are a really vast range of views that are being shared by our callers, and I'm, I'm all ears. Um, and thanks for calling in. Joe's in Coburg. Joe, uh, give us your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, on that last point, Andy, I, I know you don't want any, anything else from Ray because it, it highlights the hypocrisy of the situation. No, this, I'm only talking about Andrew, I'm just talking about Andrew no. Thorburn because he's been appointed, mate. I, I, you can throw in all the other what ifs and what abouts. I, I'm just talking about this because it's actually happening. I mean, I don't want to have a theoretical conversation. This is actually happening, Joe. No, that's fine. But yeah, where, so that's what I'm talking about. Show? Yeah, okay. So, but I'll ask this question: Where was the radio show? And where was the outrage when devout Muslims were part of the Essendon program? And I'm not saying... But we're talking about the... C Joe, 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 we're talking about the CEO. Because he the went leader. on... Because he was on SEN Breakfast this morning and because well. Yeah, and because he's the leader of the football club, Joe. That's why we're talking about this person and this matter. No worries at all. But the AFL... Again, I just want to. I, I think it's very unfair that you're raising uh, raising this aspect of it. 
because Christianity is an easy target. We have in the AFL, or they have, a an award uh, presented each year for the Bashar Huli Foundation, which is a devout Muslim organization. Now, no one questions their morals. No one questions what. Uh, well, why? Why Muslims are you raising? I don't for. understand why you're raising this, Joe. Bashar Huli is all about inclusion. He's about bringing a marginalised um, uh, ethnic group that into football that that is that is one of the things that Bashar is trying to do yeah he's trying to bring muslims into football but has anyone ever sat down with him and asked the exact questions that you're asking of andrew he's not the ceo he's not the ceo he's not the ceo of a football club joe no and the answer is no because the hypocrisy of the left just gets lost in it and that's the issue mate joe are you a member of the essendon footy club yes i am okay John's in Reservoir. John, welcome to the show, mate. G'day, buddy. Um, I, I'm staggered at what I'm hearing. The question, Andy, and I know you don't want to touch on it, but it just seems to me that, uh, and I preface this by saying that, yes, I'm an SNM member, have mm-hmm. been for over 15 years, and also I don't agree at all with the views of the church that he belongs to or chairs. However, to say that there's no comparison is hypocrisy at its best because I'm a Catholic. I can be the CEO of a company or of a football club uh, that has presided over countless problems within the faith. I'm also a football club that has sponsorship from Chinese car companies that have got the worst human rights records. Why is it that this is an issue? Is it because it makes a bit of noise? Is it because it's the Essendon Football Club? The bloke no, was no, employed... No, 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 John. Nothing. John, the answer to those two questions, from my perspective, is no and no. Clearly, there are a lot of people who have been upset about uh, this appointment. I, I'm... I can see why people are upset. I don't have a, as strong a view as every single one of our callers here. No. And that might be a failing and a weakness of mine. Um, but I'm really interested to find out whether, and I asked the question, John, earlier, twice, is it fair that we're even having this conversation about this man and the and the faith that he holds and some of the beliefs? Yeah. That, and, that, and we love the – the passion is, is, is outstanding. Now – you and I haven't. We didn't start the conversation no, either. No. It's been raging all morning <laughs> yeah. since since he was on uh, breakfast this morning and before that, to mm. be honest, when the uh, articles came out. But again, my view would be, and I don't, I don't claim to know everything about this situation at all. Far from it. But my view again would be at the absolute crux of the situation is he is. Leading the organisation, mm. he stands for, or more importantly, doesn't stand against uh, views that are going to be completely flying in the face of people that he has to deal with on a day-to-day basis within his operation. And there were texts saying, there was a text uh, on the 40 weeks temper text that a football club is the exact same as any business that's run. It's just not. It is not the same. A football club is not necessarily even there. Football clubs don't really aren't there to 
make a profit, mm. that is very good. They are there to win premierships, football games. So that makes them different straight away. Mm. And the absolute core of winning football games and premierships, therefore the existence of the football club, is the people within it and the players and the mm. staff mm. and the football department. Mm. And he's going to encounter some issues. Make well, no mistake. Well, he already has. Um, so, uh, so a break. Uh, just the two thing, I'll repeat the two things I said at the start. One, people are free to practice whatever faith they want uh, and, and be held accountable if you need to as a result um, of all of that. And secondly, you would hope, and this would have been a hope of the Essendon board when they appointed Andrew Thorburn, I'm absolutely certain, unless they knew this was coming, that you would hope that the appointment of a CEO comes without any division, that it is the last thing mm. that you would expect when you appoint the CEO to a footy club. Blake Akers is going to join us. Uh, great to have you with us. Uh, Blake Akers is going to enter his 10th season, 10th season of AFL football at his third club, having played a lot of footy at the Saints and the Fremantle Dockers. He's now become a blue and he's been good enough to join us on the show. Blake, uh, congratulations, mate. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks, lads. Thanks for having me. Why is it important to you? Why was this a move that you wanted to, to make happen? Oh, I just think it really suited um, where I'm at in my footy career at the moment. Um, yeah, my partner's from Victoria, so um, getting back there for her. She's got a lot of friends and family there, and I've got a, obviously got a lot of friends from uh, my Saints days and a lot of uh, network over there that I'm um, yeah, keen to get a part of again and I think it's a really good fit with me, especially Carlton, where they're at um, with footy. And, um, yeah, I feel like I can really fit in on the wing there and give them a bit of drive with me run. Do you feel like you're coming into the footy club? Do you feel like you're coming into Carlton, having played uh, over the last couple of seasons the best footy in your AFL career? Yeah, I feel like I've got a good block to build from. Um, I've learned a lot from uh, you know, JL and Josh Carr at year and um, I feel like I've got a good... Um, idea now what it takes to be um, an AFL player, and I know what I need to bring each week, and I feel like I can, I can, I'll be able to do that um, at Carlton now as well. Well done, Blake. Uh, hopefully, all goes well for you with the Blues. Now, just you don't have to give us a number, but what in terms of you know lifestyle versus footy, how much of what sort of balance did you did you have between the two when you were making the decision? Because I think players now are, are really uh, angling toward the lifestyle as mm. well. And you spoke about your partner and her background being from Victoria. So was it really, you know, somewhat a 50-50 between, yeah, sure, Carlton looks really attractive on field, but from a lifestyle perspective, this was where you wanted to be as well? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose so. I, I really did enjoy my, well, do, have enjoyed my time at Freo and the lifestyle Perth is. I grew up in Perth and um, I did love, love the lifestyle here. Um, probably is a bit more of a bubble, to be honest, over people say Melbourne's a footy bubble, but um, mm. Perth, you got the two clubs, and um, yeah, it's a lot of Freo West Coast and hard to get away from. To be honest, I felt found in Vic it was a bit more um, easier to get away from. To be honest, I'm not sure if it'd be the same thing at Carlton, but um, <laughs> won't be able to get away from Andy. Uh, yeah, um, no, like I suppose yeah, it's a bit of lifestyle, um, but yeah, the, the footy side of it was a a, a big point for me as well like where Carlton are at um, they just missed out on finals um, I feel like they should, probably should have been there and um, I know that group's real hungry to get get this club um, in the finals and I feel like 
I can add a little bit to that um, and really just try to support the guys there and take that next step um, will be my main goal, to be honest. Well, uh, can you chat about your, your views and where you think you'll fit in at Carlton? But just, just, just a quick one. It seems, and you know, clearly you guys at Fremantle had a really good season, won a final coming back from however many goals down. Mm. But, you know, Rory Lobb, yourself, Tucker and Logue as well, it feels like just a, a strange sort of semi-exodus of players all at once. Is it coincidental or because from the outside looking in, Fremantle is a place that you'd want to be at, but there's enough players sort of moving who've just made it a little unclear to us. Is there anything in that? No, to be honest, like everyone has their own different reasoning um, and, and it's nothing against the club at all. Like it, the, I've been a part of the fleet, oh, AFL now for nine, ten years and this was the best club and culture I've been a part of this year and really love love the year and it's, it, is, it is tough leaving this group of guys. Um, but everyone has their own different reasons why. Like, like Griff couldn't get a game as a backman. Um, Tucker wasn't getting a game um, and probably stalled out a little bit in his journey. Um, so he'll be looking to get going again. Um, Lobby's got a his partner's in Victoria. He's got the house there now that's pretty um, well known. Um, yeah, and then me, I've got my partners from Vic. Um, yeah, everyone's got their own read. I won't go into depth, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's nothing against the club at all. Yep. Like they're in, a, they're in a great spot going forward. They've got some great young players coming through, and yeah, they've got they've got guys coming in as well. Like it's not all these. I know there's a few guys leaving, but they've got some guys. A lot of players wanting to go there as well. So they're they're in a great spot still, and no, and there's nothing against them at all. Talking to Blake Akers, the new blue. I. Blake, you mentioned, you know, that under Josh Carr and, and Justin Longmuir, there were things that had made you a better player in the last couple of years. Was there one was there one lesson that was the biggest and most important at all of all that that you had to come to terms with or understand to become the player that you've become in the last couple of seasons in particular? Um I think I found a little bit of a niche with my um my running um and being able to get out to another level. Something I really focus on last off season um, is really just making my strength a real weapon for me. So if I'm struggling in games, I can just go to that um, and always know that's going to be there for me. Um, and then with JL and Kari, they just made my, my job real simple and um, my role real simple, to be honest. So I didn't yeah. have to do much more than um, play to my strengths at all, really. Um, so it just played within myself and, um, and JL backed me in every week and Kari was really a positive, um, a positive influence on me, and I could go to chat to him each week and um, make sure I'm just ticking off what he needs me to tick off, and didn't have to go too much outside of that at all. So, they, were they really similar conversations with Carlton about, you know, you've just found a, a real niche and, and and had a really consistent season, just having a look at your numbers for the Dockers this year, and just you know, almost every week north of twenty disposals. Uh, you know, you're able to really have some. You know, as a wingman, important to have rebound 50s and inside 50s because then you're, you're getting back and helping the team defence and kick-starting the offence as well. So clearly you've found a niche, you understand the role, you're keen on the role. Was it a really similar conversation with Carlton and with Michael Voss and the crew? Yeah, absolutely. They they basically just sort of similar to where I was at with Freo and what I was doing there and... Um, but then on top of that, I can add a little bit more to my game there with a few different things that we can try, um, which I'm excited about because I still want to grow my game. 
um, and keep you know keep getting better and adding to it. So um, whether that's a little bit of inside mid time and um, yeah, we've had that conversation and we'll look at things like that. And um, yeah, I think I had a little bit of a, of a wing role that's sort of like it's building. Like the wing role is sort of becoming a thing that um, AFL teams now and something that a lot of teams look for um, to build their linkage between each line group and getting back and supporting and getting it forward. And so I think I can add, really add that to the group. Um, yeah, and, and hopefully add to my game as well. It's Mate, it's back. I mean, the, the pure wingman and the wingman who holds his, you know, holds his ground and stays out there even if the footy's... You know, you know this better than me. Stuck on the other side of the ground for long periods of time. That that role is back in the game. Did you keep a number? Did the footy club keep a number on um, unrewarded running or or anything along those lines for you in the last couple of years? Did, did, what sort of what kind of information were your was your KPI sort of was your data telling you about what you were doing? Oh, it was never it was never driven by not like getting the footy. To be honest, yeah. Um, yep. My game was never built on having 20, 25 touches. Whether I got that or not, it was basically just how the boys were moving the ball and how we were playing, to be honest. Um, some games, I I remember a few games last year, I didn't even get near it. I was just sitting on the other side of the ground. It was a wet, It's wet game, so the balls don't get switched around much and you can be out of it a lot of the time. But there's a lot of things you can do on the, on the off-ball wing um, to help set up your defence and um, making sure the ball stays in your forward 50, whether it's getting back and making... Uh, freeing up like a Lukey Ryan or something um, something I used to do or look to do a lot during games and um, try to help the backs get intercept marks and things you don't see on the stat sheet but yeah. something I really prided my game on um, was that Team D sort of side of it and um, supporting in that sort of aspect But it, and, and then sort of the, this year um, sort of the numbers sort of come with it as well I think the group played really well and we were able to move the footy a bit but I think Carlton already have the the ball use that sort of Freo found this year. Um, it's probably the the team D I can really add to. I think when I get to Carlton and really support that area. Hmm. That, that's the that's the the element I was going or the thing I was going to ask you about. Wingers play such an important role in the team defence, and you know, often the ball will enter from one side, and the opposition will want to exit the other side, where clearly there's not a lot of defence, and you'll you know, you'll have spent plenty of time defending one against two and trying to buy a bit of time for the rest of the guys to recover. So, you know, Fremantle clearly had a really strong defensive system, but at times Carlton were let down by their team defense. So do you feel, and you just, you did just mention it, but you really feel strongly that, that, yeah, you can bring run and ball use and, 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 and play inside a little bit as well, but what you can really bring and what a lot of people won't see is just, a, a, an extra element to that team defence that Carlton really need. Yeah, and that's and that's what I really built my game off was my ability to be able to uh, cover exits when the ball goes inside fifty, so the team can't. Or if they are coming out the other side, they're kicking it to, you know, me covering, you know, right up right next to my winger or a back or a forward, and making sure I'm, you know, just getting a fingernail in whether it's spawning across the boundary and just doing little acts like that. Something to really pride my game on and hopefully I can add a little bit in that area and um, hopefully build our team day at Carlton to another level and um, I feel like that's just a little bit they probably know more than me to be honest I've only watched Carlton play I haven't really um, <laughs> know much about um, what their numbers look like but yeah if I can add that um, 
yeah, I'll be stoked with that, and I'm sh- hope I'm sure they will be as well. Blake is a Carlton supporter. Uh, <laughs> it's mu- it's music to yeah, <laughs> it's music to the supporters' ears. That that's that feels like the next part of or part of the next it phase is. of the evolution of the footy team you're going to be part of. So that's something that you're committed to and. Um, you know, and aware of, then I think you're going to fit in very, very nicely, mate. Hey, we better let you go. Right, um, when, when do you when do you head over? When do you when do you make the move? Uh, I've got a I've got a big off season plan at the moment. I'm just trying to fit everything in. But I'm off to the states um, Thursday with a few of the Freo boys, now North Melbourne boys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just weird, isn't it? A few of the old Saints mates. Yeah. Uh, Lukey Dunster from Melbourne and then there's a few of the Carlton boys I'm going to meet over there um, and then after that I'll head to Melbourne and then get to work there with all the at the new facilities and get around all those guys for about a week and then I'll try to get all my stuff moved over sort of mid-November and then hopefully settle in and get into training early. Happy birthday Friday too mate, uh, all the best. Thanks mate, appreciate all it. All the best. Blake, Blake Akers who joins the Blue mate. Baggers. Ah, that's a good Thanks, mate. It's a good result. It's oh, a good result. Is hey, Carlton fans? Why wouldn't know you? Who he was four hours ago? Recommit to your memberships or get them for the first time. One three hundred two double seven five eight six is the number to call, or go to the website CarltonFC.com. What number was he at Freo? He was number nine. At oh, you've got this. He was number eight. Cut me off, mate. He was number eight at St Kilda and number nine at Freo. What other number at St Kilda? When he first started, yeah. it was in the forties, wasn't it? High up in the forties somewhere. You got AFL tables open, haven't you? Oh, no. CarltonFC.com.au forward slash membership to become at yeah, number 40, Samuel's telling me. If you want to become a member from as little as six bucks a month. Nice stone cold. Right, let me throw this. Dan Churney 12 minutes ago tweets this out. Port Adelaide set to stay with me, folks. Port Adelaide <laughs> set to trade pick 27 to Melbourne. And get 33, 43, and 53 in return. So 27 goes to Melbourne. In return, Port Adelaide picks up 33, 43, 53. Mm-hmm. You tell me why, or somebody get on the line, 1300 736 Tell me why. Oh, why? Why Why are they doing that? It's probably a, a points uh, accumulation situation, yeah. Yeah, well, it is. It's because there's four points. That's exactly what it is. It's all about points, but why? Well, because clearly someone needs more points to make something, to execute something, somewhere. But I want to know what that is. What what's it? What's going on here? What's the what's the game at, at all of this? Beyond all of this? Well, we won't we won't know until more is revealed. But you can only imagine that's because this ain't the NFL. This is not. You can't. Teams in the NFL will trade up in the second and third round to get a specific player. That's not happening here. Mm. This is clearly a points uh, accumulation by someone. So the, I somewhere would, these points are going to be on trade, aren't they? To a club yeah, that you'd needs, imagine, yeah. yeah, for something that comes back the other way. So well, there, are, there are clubs who need to. So Brisbane need to accumulate plenty of points to uh, to get a hold of Ashcroft and Jasper Fletcher. Mm. So they bucket loads. Maybe on they'll end up, with, or they can go into points deficit. But you can Ooh, only like go into that. so much deficit. I like saying Andy. that. It makes you, you sound un- like you know what you're talking about. You can you only that. go into so much deficit. So uh, yeah, there's, a, there's there's clearly more. None of those picks. Well, not not all of those picks will remain as they are right here. Right. Well, we got to get to a break because we're in a bit long with Blake Aik. It's a terrific young fella too, by the way. Terrific young fella. Oh. Well, he is good young man. 
But I want to ask you, I, I, we're going to keep pushing this Rory Lobb to the Western Bulldogs. We've got to keep going on this because I'm not going to give any – I'm not giving up hope. Not hope, but there's a better option for him and, and we've got to keep talking about it. Trade update, thanks to Ty Power, the paperwork. We'll dive into this in the last half hour of the show more deeply, the stuff that has been done today and a lot of the stuff that's swirling around with Josh Jenkins. Swirling. A lot of stuff swirling. Heavy swirl factor of the swirl. moment. Swirl out of control. Uh, Dan McStay, the paperwork is officially lodged. So that has happened. McStay now is a, officially a Collingwood player. Uh, it's always official once the paperwork has been lodged. A pick 35 goes back to the Brisbane Lions. So that deal is done. What, 35? 35. That's, Round two uh, that's, selection. That's after Hawthorne got, uh, sorry, Port Adelaide got 27 for Amos. Surprises me. Goes, flies in the face of Who's mine. a better player, McStay or Amon? Uh, Just like that, they're different no, positions. Well, who, well, Who's a better player? Uh, Amon had three Brownlow rounds in a row where he went 3-3-3. Three, three, three. He was BOG in four of five weeks in the Brownlow medal this year. Do not give me the Brownlow. He got 12 votes in a five-week span in the Brownlow. That makes him an exceptional player, if you believe in that as a rule of thumb. Well, I don't. I'm, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Do not give me the Brownlow. Well, who's a better player, Carl Amon or Dan McStay? Uh... No, ask the right question. No, 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 no. Ask the right question. What is the right question? Who is a more important player? Well, or who would you want in your team? I want the best player in my team. I want the better of the two players in my team. I want the more important player. Oh, well, okay. Well, you So clearly you think Dan McStay is a more important... Why is he a more important player than Carl Amon if Carl Amon's a better player than him? Because there are... Carl Amon's all over the place. Well, there are Dan McStay's all over the job. Are there? Well, yeah, well, they're all, yeah, yes and no. Yes, yes and no. So it'll be I think no- Carl Amon's a better player than Dan McStay. There you go. I said it. I said it out loud <laughs> with the red light on. <laughs> At me if you want. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. In fact, I'd like to know. Give us a little on the uh, 40 Wings temper text. Who's a better player, Amon or McStay? Just a pure, don't give me that. Don't go all highbrow on me. Oh, you can't compare them because one's this and one's that. No, no, you can't. You're not comparing them at all. You're just saying who's a better player. It's like saying. That is comparing them. No, I'm not comparing. Greg Williams was a better player than um, Justin Madden. There you go. It's played in the same team, so I'm picking two players from the team that I Who'd love. Who'd they play for? One. Yeah, no, no. Well, okay. Well, um, Colden. No, no. Well, let's go to Adelaide. Uh, Mark Rashuda. Oh, no, no. No, that's a bad example. Uh no, I'll Riley. stick with the I'll stick with the club, but I've just come. One was a midfielder, dime a dozen, according to you, and the other one was a ruckman, hard to get, and you love ruckman. One was a better player than the other. Simple as that. What's the temper text telling us? Who's a better player? We haven't had any replies yet. Is that, are you kidding me? There must be a blockage. This will be, and what often happens is there's a back. You haven't tickled the fancy of the forty <laughs> weeks temper texters. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff to be. Uh, there's a lot of tickling options at the moment. Are we working? Is Melbourne working hard enough to do something about? Is Rory Lobb would Rory Lobb fit Melbourne? Oh yeah, yeah, of course, of what, course. Rory Lobb wants to get to Victoria. The girls living here. He's got a house here, right? That that's so. That's priority number one is yep. to get here to be in the house with his partner. Yep. Right. Yep. So the Western Bulldogs are down the track. We understand that, but there's been no paperwork lodged. Here, no paperwork. So that means there is still movement potentially to be 
had there. How can you make the how can you make so if Rory Lobb wants to get to Melbourne, how can you make that deal sweeter for Fremantle to say to Rory, okay, you want to get to Melbourne? Logue's gone, so you're staying, mate. You mm. are contracted and we're not letting you go. We will let you go if 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 you decide to go to another club yeah, I think and that's... that other club comes hard at us. No, I think it... The... Now, Jackson wants to go to Fremantle. Yeah. Well, come on, Melbourne. Rory Lobb might be gettable here. I think the only way... I think you've got your order uh, out of whack. Well, go on. Then help me with my You re- need to re-wacky. go... The club, Melbourne, mm. needs to go to Lobb first convince him first mm. and then be able to go to oh, well, yeah no that's important no, no. yeah well you got yeah, that's part. right you've got to have Rory Lobb open to the idea or the prospect of coming to Melbourne but not playing for the Western Bulldogs yes yeah yes which will probably be the the biggest challenge in the whole in the whole thing but just sign up Liam Jones has just joined the joint you need to how know how many tall blokes do they need you, well, he's, too many he's going there on a he's probably saying well I don't care how many there are there are Basically, no, been told and promised this. Uh, yeah, you need to, you need to be able to play on the. Well, how badly do you want to be in Melbourne? That's right. Because we, we also live in Melbourne. I know the dogs are based in Footscray. Yeah, yeah that's but right. We're based in Melbourne too. We need to get to another break. Oh, what happened there, Rod? Little glitch in well, the tell system. Tell you what, he's just uh, yeah, he's been on for about six hours today. He's going to his final well, hour. Well, I take got to do anything. Uh, well, normal you know, working days eight hours. He's under. So high, he's two hours short. No, he's under extreme pressure in there. That is a hotbed in that you cannot make. Sammy, I'd understand because he's produced four shows. Rod, uh, Rod's in the hot seat. Rod's pushing buttons. Mate. Too busy counting the uh, Carl Amon votes on the temp, on the forty oh, wings. By the text. way, overwhelming. May I say? Barrick BMW has a range of pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. BMW.com.au. Robot Building Supplies. Robots got it and deliver. Robotbuildingsupplies.com.au. I think we talked over with Andy and Josh. We talked over the Berwick BMW stuff a little bit there. So sorry, Neil Phillips and the team. Not not, not a concern of mine. Berwick BMW. If Xavier Rathen Mays was in the studio right now, watching (laughs) you during the news break, he'd walk out. You, you. Before we get to the great man. You've complained uh, about being a bit unfit as we went to the news. So you did mm. about ten push-ups. Mm. You've lo- you cannot breathe. Are yeah, you going to be able to conduct an interview with uh, one of the most exciting players in the NBL right now? Well, you not? stole all my questions anyway. <laughs> so I might as well go. Xavier Rath and Mays, welcome to the show, mate. Great to have you on. Thank you guys for having me. What a nice start to the season. We were wondering about you guys. It's your first year, of course, at Melbourne United and. There's been obviously such a huge turnover in players uh, on that squad. We didn't quite know what to expect. And, you know, there's still a lot of water to flow under the bridge. But um, what did you make of your first up win uh, over the New Zealand Breakers? Um, always good. Always good to get a, to get that first win under your belt, um, especially playing at home in front of our fans in our city. Um, it's always good, but... Um, obviously, like you said, there's a, there's a lot of work to be done, but it, it was special to be able to come out and, and, and get that, that first win under our belts. Did, did you have a bit of, was there a bit of, you know, first game, you know, appreh- apprehension or anxiety? You, you know, you've done all the hard work, you've done all the preseason, but you never quite know. Do you, do you have a sense of that before the first game of every season? Yeah, I think there's always a, a little, a little bit of, pregame jitters in that first game starting out a new season no matter no matter who you are in the world no matter how how many times you've done it um and 
for me. Obviously, I've played at, at John Kane a few times, and um, I've, I've played on some of the biggest stages. But, you know, there's always that, that, that sense of nervousness going into a game. But you, you just try and channel it as best as you can and, and try and go into the game and, and knowing that you, you've put the work in and um, you, you've spent the time and, and that you're ready for those moments. How did you feel playing in your, your first game? Of course, spent last year with Illawarra under the great Brian uh, Gorgian. How 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 was there much of a difference? Clearly, you know, a different uh, different city, a much bigger city. But was there much different for you? Is or is it once you step on the floor, as you said, she's just basketball? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's obviously a little bit of a change being in uh um in the position that I'm in now. Um, last year it was it was a little different with my role, but um, I've stepped into a role now where you know I've I've, I've been given a little bit more freedom, but. At the end of the day, stepping out there, you're you're playing the game that you love, that you've been you've been doing for so long, and um, to be able to do it with the group of guys that you know I, I have around me, um, and to be able to have a leader like Chris and and Barlow and and guys that you can rely on in in big moments like that was made it even more special. Uh, can you? When I was watching the game on Sunday, I thought. Chris Goulding, we know what type of shooter he is, and I, I thought David Barlow was was brought into the game to to provide that extra element of of outside shooting. But you were the one who who were, who, were, who was white hot, was on fire. Now, you know, Ray John Ch- uh, Tucker has probably got to prove that he can make those outside shots. Jordan Caroline, the same. So, you, do you feel that you might be asked to 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 be the guy who? Who, alongside uh, Chris Golding, makes uh, and takes a lot more of those outside jumpers. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, Dino has been um, has been hard on me in this preseason and, and wanting me to be aggressive and wanting me to shoot the shots that I that I work on every single day. Um, and I think that's been um, amazing for a player like myself to have a coach that has the confidence in you to to want to take and make those shots um, and do it consistently and. Um, you know, it's one thing to, to know that you can do it, but it's another thing to have a coach that backs you and supports you in, in taking those shots. And um, for me, it's just about going out there and, and obviously having fun with it, but being confident and stepping up to the plate and um, doing doing the best that I can. And I, I think that we have a we have an elite team um, of, of shot makers, guys that, you know, can do it at, at all positions. And um, whether it's my night or, or somebody else's night, I think we'll, we'll be able to do that pretty consistently. Now you logged thirty-seven minutes, so I imagine for the first game of the season, of the regular season, you were a little weary on Monday morning, and you spoke about you know the coach Dean Vickerman and and the guys wanting you to be more aggressive, but you still found a way to to hand out or dish out nine assists. So it must have been pleasing. Of course, the the thirty-three points is huge, but to still be able to 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 be a playmaker and to involve others as well with the nine dimes. Yeah, and I think that's something that um, I do a really good job of and I bring to the table is not only the ability to score, but the ability to, to really um, help be a facilitator in our offense. Um, I think coming into this season, um, they wanted a guy that could, you know, help relieve uh, some pressure um, off of off of our other guys. Um, and, and I think that I'm able to do that with the pressure that I put on the rim um, and, and those little things. So. I, that's going to be big for me is being able to be a consistent uh, playmaker and, and creator for um, our guys in this offense. You got the reigning champs coming to town on Sunday, four o'clock Sunday, Melbourne v Sydney. That's going to be a, a packed house. 
probably yeah. the, the biggest rivalry that we have in the game at the moment. So that's going to be a huge challenge because they looked outstanding uh, on the weekend as well in their opening game. They did. They did. They have a they have a bunch of guys that are um, highly efficient that shoot shoot it at an extremely high level, um, led by um, a, a guy that I, I've played with and, and been around, Derek Walton, who's an NBA point guard. Mm. Um, and you know they they're extremely well coached with with with, with uh, Coach Buford, um, and they're they're hungry. They're hungry to to repeat and and you know have another great season. So. Um, it's going to be big for us defensively. It's going to really challenge us. Um, that was the focal point of our, our meetings today is that, that defensive side of the ball. Um, I think, I think you know, you, it, was, it was shown last week that we'll be able to score the ball at a high clip, but, you know, can we defend like um, the Melbourne teams really defend uh, and hold teams under 80 and do a good job in that area? So it's definitely going to be a challenge for us, but one that we're extremely excited about and um, you know, to be able to do it here in, in Melbourne and in, in, in a packed house, hopefully, is going to be absolutely special for us. Talking to Xavier uh, Rathen Mays, uh, Melbourne United point guard. You clearly you're here now, and you know you're under Dean Vickerman and his coaching staff, and you know he'll continue to help you develop as a player. But can I go back a year with you, Xavier, and, and ask you about Brian Gorgian? He's clearly a you know Hall of Fame um, type coach here in Australia. What, you played your basketball yeah, all right. over all over the world. What did you get from your from your time with with Gorgian? Um, you know, uh, Gorge has been to date uh, one of the best coaches that I've that I've ever played for. Um, you know, just and I and I say that not only because of our relationship as player uh, coach, but you know, him being a mentor, uh, mentor to me, um, and somebody that I, I confide in somebody that I talk to, um, consistently. Um, and after, after the game on Sunday, uh, got back to my phone and he was one of the first people that texted me, uh, and saying that how proud he was. And, you know, this is the only the beginning for me. And, um, to be able to have a coach of his stature, somebody that considered, uh, the greatest in, you know, in Australian history, um, and to be able to not only, um, be able to be coached by him last year, but to have that relationship now that I can pick up the phone and call him and pick his brain and, you know, really have a, a, a different set of eyes on things sometimes has been absolutely special. Um, and he, he means the world to me. Uh, you know, that, that's somebody that is really, really close to my heart um, and somebody that I have an absolutely amazing relationship with. So, you know, he, he's been absolutely um, amazing for me. That's great. Uh, did you catch uh, my man here, Andy? wasn't much for it, but did you catch the Thirty Sixers getting the job done against the Phoenix Suns <laughs> yesterday? If you don't mind, I did. I did. One of my best friends. I, I played with him last year. Antonius Cleveland plays on mm-hmm. um, the Thirty Sixers team, and you know we were talking about it at the gym today. And those, you know, those those bench guys in the NBA, they're obviously good, and you know they 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 play in the NBA, um, but it though the guys that are on the Adelaide 36ers those are fringe NBA guys too you know what I mean so it's, it's mm. 1A and 1B um <laughs> and you know obviously it shows that uh the NBL has some elite talent in the world um and it has guys that you know can be in the NBA Antonius Cleveland uh Robert Franks uh you know Mitch 16 assists last night um and, and, you know, those guys are the fringe NBA guys as well and guys that, you know, should 
and probably should have NBA spots. So to see them be able to go and play a Phoenix team um, that was, you know, number one in the league last year and, and to see them perform the way they did was, was really special. Um, and it really just uh, it was a, was a, a just a, a big round of applause to be able to go out and show that, you know, the NBA doesn't only, you know, have the best players in the world. There, there's, some, there's some great players all over the world as well. So, Xavier, you know what it's like to be on an NBA court. You know, you, you know what it's like to, to suit up and, and play in that league. Going back to what Gorgian said to you, you know, it's only the beginning. You're 28, so you're in your prime as, a, as an athlete. Do you still have ambitions? Do you still feel like you've got a level that you haven't taken your game personally to yet and that might be a level that could, you know, potentially see you back there? Um, I do still have ambition, and my ambitions are to to be the best ex that I can possibly be. Um, and to to be, you know, really honest with you, I'm I'm extremely happy being here in Australia. Yeah. You know, I have my family here. Um, my girlfriend is here. Um, you know, her family is here, and 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 I'm extremely happy here. Um, and I I said it last week. It would make me there would nothing would make me happier than to be here with Melbourne United long term. Um, and you know, if, if, if something happens down the road where I get an opportunity that I can't pass up, um, you know, the NBL and Melbourne and, and these teams that have done a great job of been understanding and wanting you to take those opportunities. But I'm not, I'm not trying to explore that NBA opportunity. I'm here. I want to be, I want to be one of the best players in this league. Um, I want to, you know, be in one place for a long time and, uh, and have a legacy and, and not a, be a guy that, you know, jumped around all over the world all the time. So that, that's my thing. And, and I'm, I'm, I love Australia. I love, I love the culture here. I love the people. I love the NBL. Um, and I love Melbourne United. And, you know, for me to, you know, be here long-term would be, mean the world to me. That, that's such a great answer. And I wonder whether that might actually help, you know, like if there's players who, you know, the grass is always green or they're always looking for, you know, what's next and, 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 you know, their ambition can maybe see them take their eyes off what's, you know, immediately in front of them. And, and by virtue of that, they don't get the most out of themselves while they're here and now. Do, do you feel that, you know, by committing yourself to this league and this club, the way you've just sort of talked about then, is that a way of getting the very best out of yourself? I think so. I think so. You know, by committing yourself and, and, my, my, one of my big things that I live by every day is, is just staying in today and not looking, not looking back, not looking forward, mm. but literally staying in the moment today. Um, and, you know, just focused on the task at hand and everything else outside of that will, will take care of itself. Um, and, you know, when, when I was a little bit younger, you always have those, those thoughts and those big ambitions of, okay, if I do something great this year, this can happen next year. But I'm at that point in my life where, like you said, I feel like I'm, I've hit my prime. I feel like I've, um, I'm in a, at a maturity level where, you know, I'm, I'm extremely content. I'm extremely happy um, with, with myself and, and my situation. Um, and I, I want to be the best that I can be in the, in, with the team that I'm, with the team that I'm on and whatever comes out of that comes out of that. And um, we'll deal with that when it comes, but for, for the time being um, and, you know, in my eyes, the future here is, is, in Melbourne, uh, and I don't even like to look past this year, but mm. that that's that's it for me. I'm I'm very happy, man. I'm I'm in a place in my life where I'm extremely happy, um, and I wake up every day excited to to go 
and to work with these guys and, and to, to chase a championship with these with these group of guys. Actually, you're probably going to give me the same answer as you just gave, but I, I want to ask the question anyway. Does the does does national team duties sit anywhere in your in your mind? Of course, the the Canadian national team at full strength is really strong with Andrew Wiggins and Kelly O'Linick and Jamal Murray, but you know it's rare that all those guys are available. So, uh, are you are you close to to hmm. to being involved there? What's do you have ambition of being involved, or is that something else that sort of just sits? Back in the in the in the in the rear of your mind, and and you've just focused on the NBL. Yeah, I think when you when you speak about you know your country, um, I think you're that that's kind of the exception, right? Is you're allowed to like those, those things are are close to your heart. Yeah, you know, I I I left home at a young age, but you know, Canada and uh, Toronto is is very close to my heart. So that. If, you know, when that opportunity presents itself, it's something that, you know, I'll, I'll deeply explore. Um, but, you know, right now it's, okay, let's, let's get there first. Mm. You know, let's, let's get to those, let's get to that summer first where you're, you know, competing for what whatever it is going into the Olympics, the world championships um, and those sorts of things. And, and, and my biggest thing is just control, you know, whatever I can control right now. And, and when we get to that team Canada stuff, it will be it will be an absolute honor to to put back on that Canadian jersey and have that you know Canadian flag on my chest because I've done it you know mm-hmm. in my life I've done it in in multiple for multiple years um, I've had a you know a, a pretty good Canadian career um, outside of you know my my professional career and that's always a special moment for me to be able to represent Canada um, and help us get back to you know a place that in, in Australia is in right now you know they're third in the world mm-hmm. we want to. We want to excel, and we get to a point of that um, in our lives too. Zade, thanks for coming on, mate. It's been a, a joy to uh, have a chat with you. Uh, well done on on game one. Good luck against Sydney on the weekend. We appreciate your time. Thank you guys so much for having me, Xavier Rathen Mays. What an impressive, very what an impressive young man he is, and plenty of love off the forty wings temper. Oh, I'm not surprised. Like XRM, I am not surprised. He was. Um, that, that stuff about, uh, and who knows, right? But, you know, you get a lot of the Americans who come over here, you know. Stepping stone. Yeah. Mm. You know, I'm going to get noticed. And Which I can, is fine. No problems. No issues with it whatsoever. But if you're always on the way through, mm. you might kind of miss out on something. And if you, I wonder just how, um, what, what that, you look at what, you know, Bryce Cotton's been able to achieve over in Perth. Like he, he's made that joint mm. his home and. Um, you know, in the early days of the NBL, so many of the Americans came out here and made Australia home, and they became legends of the. Still of the, here. Yep, and that's right. One of, one of his of, assistant coaches, Daryl McDonald. There you go. Exactly. So, I, I, I'm so impressed by him. Um, and you sort of find yourself okay. Well, I've heard him, and you start barracking for him a bit. Hey, John Kane Arena Sunday from 4 p.m. Bring the blue with Melbourne United's rolled rally towels. That goes all right, doesn't it? which will be on every seat for free. So you turn oh, really? up, there it is. The the blue, get up there and wave that thing it's radio, around. radio, mate. Yeah, but, you know, you can hear me waving it around. People can't see you. No, but they can Thankfully, hear me waving it around. You look like a fool right now. doesn't matter. Uh, I'm happy to do that for the good of the oh, show. Oh. They're going to be oh. on every seat, and they are free. Tickets are available through Ticketek, oh. and memberships remain on sale at the Melbourne United website. Hey, just a bit of news out of the NFL. Uh does the name Brian Robinson ring a bell? It does. What happened to Brian Robinson in the preseason? He got shot. He's a running back for 
Washington. Washington. He's a rookie. He's going to play this week. He's mm. back this week. I've seen some videos of him uh, preparing. That's how like bloke gets shot. Shot. Uh, about twice, I think. Yeah, about three months ago, four months ago. Yep. He's back playing this week, so there's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, out And Tua, the quarterback for the uh, Miami Dolphins, if you had been listening to that, chat Tua on Monday. Or, no, professional, it been say last, surname. Would have been last Friday, I reckon. Mm. Tunga Friday, Vailoa. Friday lunchtime. Tunga Vailoa. There you go. Got it nice. Uh, he's already been ruled out for week five. He has. Yep. They are saying that the MRI was clean, whatever that means. Can't they just, I mean, this just, they're supposed to be, they have opened our eyes, they being the world of the National Football League in America. They've opened the rest of the world's eyes to uh, the scourge, the, the unseen scourge of CTE and brain damage. Surely, if you are, if you care about the welfare of Tua Tungavailoa, mm. you're not talking about him on a week. To, you are saying this bloke not playing for the next four weeks. I don't care what the MRIs show. I don't care what he's telling us. We saw it with our own eyes two weeks in a row. Mm. We did the wrong thing by him by putting him out there five days after a concussive episode, um, and then look what happened to him. Tua. You know, go home and spend some time with your family, mate. Come back in four weeks. We'll have a chat to you then. Wouldn't you be doing that? Uh, well, yeah, yes, but I don't think that's what will happen. Oh, no. I'm certain that won't happen. Now, one of the physicians, one of the doctors has been fired. One of the I don't know NFL to, or Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I need to have a look. I think it might have been the independent. One of the independent assessors. Physicians, yeah. So he would be employed by the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a complete nut of shambles and a horrible mess. And um, um, it's a story that, you know, hopefully has a happy ending. So we'll keep an eye on that. And all fans of the NFL will be doing the same. Who won today, by the way, on uh, Monday Night Football? The Niners, 7-0 and in the regular season. But guess what? They didn't beat them in the NFC Championship game. No, they didn't. That mattered. No, no, that's true. They nearly did, but they didn't. He's that bloke, the bloke who scored the touchdown for the San Francisco 49ers. If you like, if you like just powerful, oh, if you like powerful athletes who, when they have got either the racket in their hand or the ball at their feet or the ball in their hand or whatever sport it might be, he is about as watchable as any sports person on the planet. Did right you now. enjoy? Their walkout with the boombox? No, I missed that. Would that would have been right. No, up no, your alley. not my. No, it's not. I was playing golf this morning. So I missed the start of the game. Well, he led the charge there. They all walk out with a boombox over the – someone in the organisation has a role to carry the boombox, the old school gigantic boombox, mm. one that I don't – I'm not sure you'd be able to lug up onto your shoulder. Wouldn't want to. And uh, that's his role, and Debo leads the charge with the dancing and the – and the nonsense. Oh, well, there you go. Let's get to the uh, latest in the news. Port Ad- this Port Adelaide, Jason Horn, Francis, Say it. North Melbourne. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with me. Oh, you can ask me then. All right. Because Zach Butters' name has been mentioned as somewhere in the Horn, Francis tra- potential trade scenario. We'll have a chat about that when we come back from the newsroom. Very nice shit from you today, uh, Stone Cold. Shift. Shift. No DJ Metcalf type stuff going on. DK. DK. Oh. DK. By the way, DJ Metcalf. You got 
Um, Debo Samuel with a boombox and DJ's in my head. There's no such issues here. I said shift. So just in case anybody was hey, slightly misled. Uh, yesterday, yes. when you laughed and <laughs> just basically fobbed it off when I said what Adelaide no, get- were doing against Phoenix was just mind-blowing no, and no, unbelievable yeah, no, if you and had gigantic. Have, if you had have stopped there, I would have been quite happy. But what you went on to say was one of the greatest Australian sports stories of all time. No, you, no, 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 no. I yes, you did. No, I did And not. by the way, Nature Strip says hello. He does. So uh, uh, I yeah. slipped up there. No, uh, you said it was one of the greatest sporting performances by an Australian sports team uh, of all time. And well, that's where you look, just went a little was, OTT. It was pretty darn good. It was pretty darn good. Now, I agree. Daryl Easley Darryl. from CBS. Daryl. Uh, Daryl. <laughs> Daryl, Daryl, <laughs> and, and my other brother Daryl on Twitter. You haven't got that. Oh, disappointing. Sorry. On Twitter. Yep. He's tweeting. Funny. That's that. what you do in the yes. Twitter sphere. Yep. Craig Randall the second CR two has heard from ten plus NBA teams after scoring thirty five points against the Suns last oh, night. Well, ta-da. The front runner for Randall looks to be Golden State. Well, you're not coming home. Uh, I'm not coming back here, I mean. That's per, it. Per at CBS Brenton and at Daryl Easley CBS. So I'm going to give you the opportunity right here at uh, 24 minutes to six on the 4th of October. You've tipped last week with uh, Corey Homicide Williams. He'll be back here tomorrow, I believe. Mm. Um, you tipped a week ago the Adelaide 36ers to win the NBL championship. I did. I'm going to give you the chance right now to withdraw that selection. No, I'm not going All to. Right, well done. So not even, going to. So will he come back? Uh, well, I hope he, he stays there. I hope it's a one-way ticket and he stays and, and links up with an NBA team. But just because you link up with a team doesn't mean you stay there long term. So lots of things yeah. happen. So he might he – might, uh, go and join an NBA roster and then be back in Adelaide later on. He could. That's true. A sports update for Sustainable Office Furniture. Why buy new? Visit sustainableofficefurniture.com.au. Let's keep going with basketball. 470 days in the making, but Ben Simmons has finally returned to the court today, stepping out with the Brooklyn Nets for the first time in a preseason game against his former club, the 76ers. Um the game was in Brooklyn, though. Yeah, yeah, not, it was. No, that's Philly. true. That's, that's right. Six yes. points, five assists, four rebounds, and a steal in his 19 minutes on court. Uh, the result really doesn't matter. What's he going to do this year? Does he automatic? Do, one, I've, now that he I've decides him for defensive player of the year. Oh, there you go. Righto. So he's, he's 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 like that. He could do that with it. Just all the basketball he's missed at that level. Defense, mate. Yeah. No ball. Yep. Involved, yep. he could do that. He's he's six foot ten. He made a, a he made the play of the game today in the open floor. Uh, he went to drive to the basket, got cut off, and then just a little flick over the uh, head yep. to a player who was wide open for a dunk. He uh, he looked good. He actually he looked good. Now he's going to have his challenges when the uh, regular season starts and some of the defense when he has to shoot it and he chooses not to. Yes, that will be uh, the challenges. And if a team decides to go hacker Ben and force him to go and stand on the free throw line, I'd be doing that if he was in Philly. How much work? Yeah, I agree with you. The crowd going absolutely crazy at him. How much psychological work do you think he's done or should have been doing? Well, he should have done. He should have. Should have. How much? Like just almost 
the equal amount of that as any of the physical training that he's doing. Yeah, well, he's naturally he's he's a physical freak, so uh, that that stuff comes naturally to him, I imagine. So mm. yeah, I mean, I think I think he. I think he has done a lot of that. So hopefully the Paddy Mills effect, you can't I don't think you can overstate what Paddy Mills will be able to do for for Ben Simmons and, and just having that person in the locker room who you know you can lean on and mm. and has got your back no matter what. So yeah, he's an important part and Paddy will also make him look good because he'll knock down a few open shots for him and uh, Take him into the help head. spread the floor because that's what he needs. Yes, no, we like we like a bit of that. Uh, trade update for Ty Power. Family safety is never up for trade. Uh, Damien Barrett's revealing downstairs that the Saints are now chasing unrestricted free agent <coughs> Zane Cordy <coughs> excuse me, to boost their defensive stocks. Mm. Thoughts on that? Premiership, uh, undersized premiership forward. Forward and defender. Mm. He played back in the Premiership, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, yeah, he's versatile and he? Yeah. he played back, can okay. play a role. Yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, I heard Cole Hardigan's name was linked with St Kilda. So clearly they're on the lookout for a uh, a, a tallish or a, or a big bodied mature defender. Well, they should target you then if that's the case. To, I um, beg your pardon. Although, if that had seen you try and do 10 push ups before, <laughs> you would have been, that would have been short lived. The other one that's just. I don't know where this has come from and, and how legit it is. So I, I put that out there right from the word go. But the Jason Horn francis watches on, and we're keen to see how this one plays out. It's hard to imagine how this is going to get done, but um, we understand there's a there's a willingness from his side to to get home. You wonder how where North Melbourne sit. Okay, so so let's just wait and see what happens there. But Zach Butters' name's been mentioned as a potential part of this yes. trade. Yes, Andy. I put to you yes that nothing else would need. Now, now I don't. If I was, who knows whether Zach Butters wants to be part of this or not? I suspect he probably wouldn't want to be. But just say it. You don't need anything else. Horn Francis for Butters straight up. Yep. And both sides should do the deal. Well, I don't think. No, I, I no. I'm not saying they should do the deal. But if 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 it's well, being, if it's saying? being couched that Zach Butters. Is part of something that needs to be added to something else, i.e., a, a high-level draft pick, to get the Horn Francis deal over the line. I'm saying I would say absolute bunkum to that. And this is just—I don't think it's—I can't imagine Zach Butters wanting to be part of this. But how much better is Jason Horn Francis than Zach Butters? Now, one's right been now. In the, one's been in the system for four years, and one's been in for one. So I concede that right now. Right now, uh, Zach Butters is 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 far superior. So he's been in the he's been in the cape there for are four enough, years. There are enough people who 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 say continue to say and have said that Horn Francis is generational. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, but we haven't. Have we seen? Have we seen glimpses of no, that? No, no. I, I, well, I haven't. Are you seen burst out of? Now, how the heck do you? How the heck do you judge? His performance. No, really. you can't. You, the, the last year, or this season, has been a com- you completely wipe it. Mm. If if you still believe, and yeah, you know, we're all excited listening to sort of on this radio station, listening to David King preseason. King's enthusiasm for Horn Francis was off the charts. Yeah, he was comparing him, comparing him to modern day greats in terms of his well, in the what he'd seen or what he was likely to become in the documentary. That was put out there with the agents, whatever yeah, it was yep, called, yep. on Stan. They went inside the, the kangaroos' 
um, personnel department, and they spoke about him. The only player that they could remember or compare him to was Dangerfield with his burst. Yeah. We haven't seen it at AFL level. but No. So, it, it, now, we concede he's a teenager. He was unhappy or unsettled, and he's played one year in the caper at a team that struggled. And he spent so, a lot of time playing high half forward yeah, yeah. in a team that often failed to kick much of a score at all. Would Okay, so if, if, if this was a possibility, would you, and you're Port Adelaide, would you cough up Zach Butters if it meant you got Jason Horn francis Oh, I would try everything. No, no, but if it okay, so it's the Josh Kennedy, Chris Judd. Yeah, scenario. I mean, I would, would, would you do it? every possible avenue? Okay, when it came when it came to the eleventh hour. In fact, there's no. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You'd you, you'd you'd want to go and pour back over. You'd all You would almost want to treat Horn Francis like a, a draftee, probably. Mm. So. Yeah, you know, you I really don't point. have an answer to that. Oh four double three ninety eight. So we got a good feedback on uh, Eamon McStay, hmm. Horn Francis Butters. Would you? Yes or no? Would you try if that if that was the clincher? Would you give Zach, and Zach Butters was open to doing it, which which he's I'll, not, which he's not. Okay, that's stated, is it? I believe it's oh, okay. Right, he's not no, interested. Oh well, it's all over, but it's not happening. Well, we can still sit yeah. here and have a bit of fun. What else are we going to do for 15 minutes? That's uh, a very good point. We'll get to a break. I'll tell you that. And we'll get to Stewie on the other side of the break who's going to join us. That's part of what we're going to do for the next 15 minutes. Uh, stunning news. Sorry to Stewie and Adrian. We're probably going to have to bypass you, fellas. So hopefully you can call back tomorrow. Yeah, please uh, do. But... but news is coming through that Essendon CEO Andrew Thorburn, who was appointed yesterday, has resigned. Mm-hmm. So the news is that um, Andrew Thorburn, who was the source of so much... Um, division uh, since it was announced yesterday and his role uh, with the City on a Hill church uh, became public and some of their platforms became public. Mm. Uh, and his, his unwillingness to step away from a couple of their pillars, of you know, which, which is part of their Christian beliefs, which are um, pro- ho- radically ho- pro-life and... Um, and homophobic, anti-gay marriage, uh, has resigned. So now that that's wow, that is uh, that is quite that is quite something, Josh. Well, it is, it is, it is. Because uh, he was only he was in this very room, what this morning, twelve hours ago, yeah, justifying yep, yep, yep. why he was going to be the right person for the role. Now we'll hear, we'll probably hear from him at some stage. But the the the, the question is. How, how, how did it get to this point? How, how did, did it get the job? Not, how did the board? How did they not know? How did it? How did did they know? Did they know that he was the chair of this? Um, yeah. You know this Christian movement or church, or I'll call it a church for one of a better word. Did they know he was the chair of that? And did they do their research into the platforms upon which this church stands? And did they think that's that's his a personal view and? Um, you know, that that won't interfere with his position as CEO and we'll just, we'll, we'll live with that? Or did they not know? They either missed it. How do you not know? Is, how, how do you miss that? They either, well, there's only two answers. They either missed it, which would seem hard to fathom, or they, or they, they knew and they thought, we'll just weather, you had to know a storm was coming. 
with with some of those alliances that he had. Here's a statement. The board of the Essendon Football Club has accepted the resignation of Andrew Thorburn as CEO. As soon as the comments relating to a 2013 sermon from a pastor at the City of the Hill Church came to light this morning, we acted immediately to clarify the publicly espoused views on the organisation's official website, which are in direct contradiction to our values as a club. Essendon is committed to providing an inclusive, diverse and safe club where everyone is welcome and respected. The board made clear that despite these not being views that Andrew Thorburn has expressed personally and that he and that were also made prior to him taking up his role as chairman of the church, he couldn't continue to serve in his dual roles at the Essendon Football Club and as chairman of the city on the hill. The board respects Andrew's decision. We are deeply committed to our values and support wholeheartedly the work of the AFL and continue to stamp out any discrimination based on race, sex, religion, gender, sexual identity or orientation or physical or mental disability. Uh, I want to stress that neither the board nor Andrew was aware of the comments from 2013 sermon until we read about them this morning. I also want to stress that this is not about vilifying anyone for their personal religious views, but about a clear conflict of interest with an organisation whose views do not align at all with our values as a safe, inclusive, diverse and welcoming club for our staff, our players, our members, our fans and partners and the wider community. Acting CEO Nick Ryan will continue in his role. Wow, that is... Uh, so they didn't know. And apparently neither did he. Yeah, right. Um, someone did, and it's an embarrassment for oh, yeah. Essendon. Uh, that is a heavy, heavy embarrassment for the footy club to deal with. They'll get through it. They've got no choice. Uh, they'll wear it because they have to. They've got no choice. But unbelievable. Uh, it is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Um, it'll be a conversation that will roll on throughout the night.